So I'm going to analyse the poem In Flanders Fields, written by John McRae on May the 3rd, 1915. So this is um, a, a poem which was written fairly early on in the First World War. So it is a romantic um, poem in the sense that it has a romanticised view of war. But it's quite interesting as well because it doesn't um, avoid showing the tragedy of war as well. So the poem is written in rondeau form, which is a fixed pattern. Um, it only has two rhyming sounds in the poem throughout. So it gives us this kind of hypnotic, lyrical quality. So we have the O sounds of blow, row, below. And that's in the first stanza. And the I sounds of sky, fly, lie, and so on. The other thing about a rondeau is that it has a refrain. So that means there's a repeated phrase that occurs in every verse. So the repeated phrase in In Flanders Fields is In Flanders Fields. So we have it right at the beginning of the poem and at the end of stanzas two and three. So to close the poem, the final words are In Flanders Fields. So again, this gives it a kind of lyrical, musical quality with that repeated phrase and the repeated um, sounds of the rhymes. A rondo is a 15-line poem and it's broken up into three stanzas. The first stanza has five lines, so it's called a quintain. The second um, stanza is a quatrain, that's four lines. And the final stanza is a sestet, which is six lines. So each um, stanza has a particular focus. So if we start off with the first um, stanza, in Flanders fields the poppies blow between the crosses row on row that mark our place and in the sky the lark still bravely singing fly scarce here amid the guns below. So the poet wrote this poem the day after losing a really close friend of his in the Second Battle of Ypres in 1915 and he's contemplating um, the fact that looking at the graves of the soldiers on the fields poppies have grown up um, on the grass or not on the grass sorry on the um, earth because the soil has become fertile so there's in throughout this poem there is this contrast between life exemplified in nature with the poppies here and of death so this contrast between life and death but also the fact that there are, there is a delicate balance between the two in order to have life we need death the two are opposite sides of a coin as it were we can't have one without the other so the examples of nature in this first stanza are really important so the poppies and um, the sky so looking upwards to the sky we have the larks who are bravely singing and flying um, larks are small brown songbirds with a beautiful song and they often sing whilst they are flying um, again there's a contrast here because the the song of the larks high above um, is drowned out by the guns of the battlefield below. So we've got this contrast here between nature, beauty, and the horrors of war exemplified in the guns. The other thing to say about the first stanza is the second line, row on row, on row of crosses. So that emphasizes the scale of the, um, the amount of soldiers whose lives have been lost. There's a deep impact of the war of death on the landscape with all of these crosses to signify the, the soldiers graves 
The second stanza um, begins with a very important line, we are the dead. And then there's a full stop. So there's a break in the middle of a line, which is called a caesura. There's a pause. So we are the dead. The dead has a capital letter. For the first time, um, we are told that the narrator or the speaker of the poem is not just one dead soldier, but a group of soldiers representing all soldiers who have died fighting for their country. We get a sense of it in stanza one because we have the pronoun our place. So we know there's not just one soldier, but by capitalising the dead, the, the letter D of dead, it shows us that this is an important um, message that the dead soldiers are giving to the, the ones that are still alive. Um, there's a series of verbs in the past tense um, next. Short days ago, we lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow, loved and were loved and now we lie in Flanders fields. So the language, the diction of this stanza is very simple. It's almost monosyllabic. So that means that each word has just one syllable, especially the first, um, the opening, we are the dead, full stop. It's very powerful. Then the second line, we lived, comma, felt dawn, comma, saw sunset glow, comma, loved and were loved, comma. And then we get the turning point because those actions, those um, things that you do when you're alive and you pre appreciate the beauty of life, the dawn and the sunset of nature were taken away in an instant. And now we lie in Flanders fields short days ago. So it shows you how life um, is fragile when you're a soldier. You don't know when your last day is going to be. So this is a quite a brutal contrast between life and death. And it shows um, the reader also how just how much they have lost um, from their deaths on the battlefield. The last answer is um, a kind of order to the reader to take up our quarrel with the foe. So this is the message really of the poem, that despite all of the um, lives that have been lost in the battle, they shouldn't have fought in vain because they need to, um, the soldiers that are still alive need to carry on the battle. They shouldn't give up. Take up our quarrel with the foe. To you, from failing hands, we throw the torch. So they have become weak and impotent because they're no longer alive, but they are throwing this quite kind of aggressive or energetic action in a way um, of throwing the torch. So this symbol of the torch here, um, the torch represents light and hope and fire and energy and so on. Um, it's a, it's a responsibility. So it's a metaphor for the responsibility of defending your country. So it's a, it's a very strong message. It's an entreaty um, that the fight needs to be carried on. Otherwise, the enemy will win. Be yours to hold it high. So there again, you've got a sense of pride and patriotism and the glory and honour of fighting for your country. It should be um, a duty that you take very seriously and it, sh it shouldn't be underestimated. So almost the last three lines are a warning, if you like. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders fields. So what will happen if they do not carry on that fight? The, the people that have already died will not rest in peace. They will be restless. They will never be peaceful in death. 
So would you want to give that um, situation and if you like dishonour all the soldiers making their lives and their sacrifices for nothing? So not only is it in, is it an entreaty, but it's also a warning um, that there's a massive responsibility of those soldiers still alive to carry on the battle. So in this sense, it's a patriotic poem that war is a collective, a shared responsibility that everybody needs to be aware of. So it is quite an, a romantic portrayal of the soldiers' sacrifices. Um, it certainly doesn't avoid the horrors of war um, it shows you the reality that there is tragedy in war, but that there's also um, a beauty in nature that kind of helps to get over that loss as well.